You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. You'll hear from both Jaron Hall as well as BYU Offensive Coordinator Aaron Roderick. Very interesting comments about both of them as they look to go up to Washington State and get a big victory on the road this coming Saturday. We'll also catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, including a huge visit on the basketball front for the BYU men's basketball program. We'll delve into all of that ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's get rolling here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 21st. 2021. What's good, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Our goal here on this podcast is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans anywhere. And the only way you can do that is to join us every single day. So thank you for your support of the venture as always. Uh, A quick, I guess, request for you guys. If you have some fun ideas for how to give away tickets to BYU Virginia a week from Saturday, because we've been doing this all season long with all of BYU's home games, I purchased a pair of tickets to give away to a lucky listener to go to the games. Well, if you've got an idea for how to give away the tickets to the Virginia game, feel free to reach out. Let us know what you guys think would be fun and may take it under advisement and maybe add it uh, to how we will go about giving away those tickets next week. Now on to actual news here. Let's talk about BYU football for a little bit and Aaron Roderick and Jaron Hall spoke to the media yesterday during football availability, the final availability ahead of this game against Washington State and I think the biggest thing for BYU this week is trying just to get healthy. The biggest thing that BYU is dealing with right now is just the fact that guys are dropping and they're not able to recover. And I don't know if necessarily they're dropping, but there's been a lot of injuries that have precluded guys from really being able to participate fully. And they're not playing at 100%. This time of year, very few players are feeling their absolute best like they did going into the season. But injuries are what is cropping up here. And we all know it's been well documented that BYU's first bye week, or their only bye week of the season, excuse me, will come after week 10 of the season. Yes, 10 straight games before the Cougars finally will get to take a week off. And this week adds just to another part of it. But the good news is it sounds like at least along the offensive line where BYU struggled mightily on Saturday, especially on the right side of the offensive line. According to Aaron Roderick, they're on their way to getting back to full strength. Here's what he had to say. Joe's back. He's back for sure. Harris, there's still a chance. He's doing a little more each day. Not sure if he's going to be ready to play in the game or not, but he, he's out there. He's practicing, which last week he wasn't even practicing. So uh, there's a chance there, but Joe's back. And, you know, and I didn't mean, I didn't mean to make it sound like it was those guys' fault, but it, it you know, when you get two young players in an environment like that, it was loud. That was a very good defense, and it just presented some challenges for us. We had to work through some things for sure. So if everything goes according to plan, BYU, 
BYU will have at least four of their starting offensive linemen back for this game against Washington State. As you heard Coach Roderick say that Joe Tukuafu, BYU's right guard, he will be back in the lineup, it appears. And Harris Lachance is making progress, making progress, progress, excuse me, as he returns uh, from a lower leg injury that he suffered earlier on this season. I would venture to say, based on what Coach Roderick had to say there and talking with people, our so-called practice insiders, Harris Lachance probably misses this week, but I think the hope is that he's back next week against Virginia, and then suddenly BYU's back to full strength along that offensive line. I think the biggest issue BYU struggled with in that game against Baylor was the fact that they had two freshmen starting next to one another, and Aaron Roderick acknowledged that and said that they just need to be better along that, and the biggest thing is with uh, these freshman offensive linemen, they haven't played bad, as you also heard Coach Roderick mention, but they were playing for the first time in a true road game. The environment's crazy. This is Power 5 level football, and they struggled. There's no doubt about it. And there are actually apparently two plays that have kind of stuck in the craw of Coach Roderick from that Baylor game. We'll let him explain. In the first half, we got sacked. It was actually wasn't a sack. It was a it was a quarterback draw with an RPO. It looked like a sack on a pass play that made a field goal uh, difficult. We lost some yards and missed the field goal. That was an unfortunate play because we were we were actually playing for a fourth down on that. It was I think third and seven, and we called the draw play with the RPO, thinking if we complete the RPO, we're going to get a first down. If we uh, run the draw, we might make a first down, but at least put ourselves in position to go for it on fourth. And we didn't uh, execute the play well enough and actually lost some yards and so that was a really unfortunate play it cost us points probably you never know for sure if we make the field goal but it it would have been an easier field goal or perhaps a first down with a chance to keep going and then uh the sack fumble was a really unfortunate play as well uh wasn't even a blitz we just didn't execute on that as well and we're right there in scoring range with chance to either kick a field goal if we don't convert or new set of downs in the red zone and and uh instead we turn the ball over and they they end up getting points so i those two plays been haunting me all week and uh, so we learned something on those two plays and then we also learned that we can really throw the ball down the field when we when we need to and uh, I don't think anybody's throwing the ball on that defense like that in a couple years those two critical plays I mentioned really to me that offensively the game hinged on those two plays we, we make those two plays it's a very very different game so the play, the sack, so-called, or the tackle for loss that led to the 50-yard uh, plus, was it 50 yards on the head? I don't remember exactly how long the kick was from Jake Oldroyd that it went right down the middle. He just happened to be on the left hash. Well, apparently Coach Roderick said that the play just was blown up and kind of went, it made them go off script of what they wanted to do. And also the strip sack absolutely a critical play in this game because as we all know Baylor went right down the field in four plays and added a touchdown just what a swing for BYU in that game and he's not wrong in saying that those two plays really affected BYU's ultimate outcome in terms of just their offensive performance because you can look at those two and what might have happened afterwards and things might have been a little bit different for the Cougars had those plays not gone the way they did but We all know that ifs and buts and all the excuses out there in the world aren't going to bring things back. So I like that Coach Roderick said it's sticking with him, but I think it's going to motivate him as a coach, and hopefully it motivates BYU as a football program as they get ready for this matchup with Washington State. And it's going to be a tough game because Coach Roderick, he's not buying into any of the hoopla involving Nick Rolovich and the other four assistants at Washington State being fired, he doesn't think it's actually going to affect the Cougars, speaking of Wazoo, 
at all. We played two of our best games last year with close to half our coaching staff not even on the trip. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like breaking news right now or, or uh, if people were aware of that, but the Boise State game last year, we were missing a good number of coaches. And the Central Florida game, we were missing pretty much our whole offensive staff almost was not there. So um, Coach Lamb in particular reminded our whole team of that, that we played great without coaches last year. It's a player's game. It's a player's game. And these guys are going to be highly motivated and ready to play. They've got a veteran QB who uh, he's a, you can tell that guy's a great leader. Our coaching staff, we all know that kid from recruiting. He's a, he's an awesome leader. They're going to be ready to play. And I don't think the coaching situation really has an impact on the game at all. Well, I'm glad Coach Roderick brought up that fact because I told you guys they weren't coaching at full strength in both of those games last year against Boise State and UCF. And some people decided they didn't want to believe me on that. But now you know. BYU was working without a large majority of their staff in both of those games, and they did win those games. So credit to the Cougars for overcoming it, but I think he makes a good point, speaking of Coach Roderick, saying that, yes, these four coaches are gone, but these players, the coaches, it's it's a player's game. The players have to go out and ultimately decide the outcome of this game. The coaches are there just to kind of direct them and guide them in the right direction that they should go to hopefully have success out there on the field. But very, very interesting matchup Saturday, and I feel like it's going one of two ways. Either you're going to see Washington State come out inspired and really give BYU a, a dogfight, or you're going to come see a team come out that says, you know what, our coach is gone, a little lackluster, and BYU rolls them. I, I think it's really going one of two ways, and we'll see how it ultimately plays out Saturday, but I just don't think that there's any in-between here. I, I just, for some reason, I don't see that uh, being just kind of a typical game. I think it's going to go one way or the other here, and BYU's going to have their work cut out for them regardless because Washington State's a Power 5-level program. They've got talent, folks. They play in the Pac-12. they got speed. they got good running backs, a good quarterback. As you also heard uh, Coach, uh, Coach Roderick talk about Jaden Delora. Very, very good signal caller and a guy who single-handedly can take over games. So I think this is going to be a good matchup, and We'll uh, get some other thoughts from Coach Roderick here momentarily, as well as some thoughts from Jaron Hall, obviously on his play and how he's improving as a quarterback. We'll touch on all of that in just a second. First, though, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Sweatblock. Uh, Sweatblock's a really interesting product, folks, and I think a critical one if you have any issues with sweat. And what I mean by that is for a few weeks now, we've been talking about Sweatblock, the wipes that stop sweat for seven days. Yes, they work for up to seven days, keep you from sweating. And it seems that people have been listening We've got stories from a high school teacher who used to uh, hear snickers and comments about him pitting out by fourth period. Well, he had to bring a second shirt typically to school to change into. Well, since he started using sweat block, he's good to go. There's a Hollywood producer that has been working uh, on a Marvel movie, 18-hour uh, days for weeks in Atlanta heat. She heard about sweat block, started trying it, and loves it. No more sweaty production days. And even a soccer player, an actual athlete, uh, saying they heard about sweat block and thought it was like, too good to be true. But he was always the wettest guy after after practice and after games, like soaking wet. So he thought he'd give sweat block a try. He put it on his pits. In the next practice, his pits were dry while everything else was wet. Guess he should try his other parts, too. Uh, he said he'd have to reapply for nine days. Now, he's a true believer, guys. So give it a shot, folks. Sweatblock.com. It stops excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Dry shirt guarantee as well with it. If Sweatblock does not keep you dry, you will get your money back. So check it out, my friends. You can go to Sweatblock.com to get 20% off using the Promo code locked on 20% off at sweatblock.com. Also available at Amazon or at CVS. But if you want to save that 20% off, go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code locked on. 
Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Elevate Fitness and Insulin IQ. Rich and the team over there are absolutely phenomenal. I uh, do some scheduling snafus. I hadn't met with Rich for three weeks. Finally got to meet up with him yesterday, and I was worried. I'll be, I'll be honest because I hadn't necessarily been eating as well as I should have been over the past three weeks, but I had been sticking to a lot of the tenets of what they've taught me over there at Insulin IQ and Elevate Fitness. And folks, despite not being my absolute best, I still lost weight. I still lost fat. I gained muscle mass. It's absolutely incredible, the system over at Elevate Fitness, my friends. It's a simple process, a simple system. The the whole like outlook for it is very, very straightforward and very simple. But the good news is it can be adapted for anybody. I truly believe that. I have lost over 45 pounds of fat at this point in the past eight months working with Elevate Fitness. And I want you guys, if you're looking to get into better shape, just get into better health overall, because the overall tenant of what they're trying to do is trying to get you off of your insulin resistance. And Folks, I am as feeling as good as I have felt in at least a decade, if not longer. So give it a shot. You can go to insuliniq.com slash elevate. That's insuliniq.com slash elevate to learn more. While you're there, you also can schedule a free consultation with Rich Hart, one of the members of his team, one of his so-called coaches. They're happy to meet with you guys and kind of lay out exactly what they are doing. I'm a walking testimonial of how good it's worked for me. I want you guys to give it a shot. And by the way, that free consultation, there is no obligation beyond that. They're not going to lock you in and say, okay, now you're doing this. It's a truly free, obliga- free, truly free, no obligation consultation. Excuse me. So check it out. That's insuliniq.com slash elevate. And when you meet with Rich, one of the members of his team, tell him the J Catch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you stop by. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Absolutely love being with you guys and talking all things BYU. And I think that this game against Washington State holds a lot of intrigue for me. And we'll do more of a specific game preview on tomorrow's podcast. So stay tuned for that, my game prediction, all that stuff. And if you guys want to get your game predictions in, love to hear from you guys. Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter is our social media feeds. My personal Twitter feed, you can find me, Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can email your uh, thoughts, comments, your game predictions, whatever you got, to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. But once again, I think this game against uh, Washington State has a lot going in it. And Aaron Roderick has experience in Pullman, obviously. Spent time in the University of Utah coaching up there. So he's made trips to Pullman, to Martin Stadium, up on the Palouse. But as Mitch Harper pointed out in our media availability yesterday, this is the one Pac-12 stadium that BYU has never played in. And Coach Roderick, well, he knows the lay of the land, and here's what he expects as the Cougars head to Pullman this weekend. It's a tough place to play. Every time I've ever been there, the weather was bad. It's rained every time except once. It was snowed the whole game. But it's they got great fans. Their fans are host, hostile in a good way, like the way you would want your home fans to be. They get after the opposing team. And, it, you know, it's it's a, not a huge stadium, but it's loud. I remember crowd noise is definitely a factor there. And watching the Stanford game, I watched the TV copy of the Stanford game, and you could tell they were going on a silent cadence, and uh, they had some issues with crowd noise. So it's a hostile environment. I told our players expect it to be a lot like what the Utah State crowd was like, except, you know, just ramp it up a little bit. You know, this is a big game. They've, they've won three in a row, and, and they're feeling good, and it's going to be a really fun college football environment. 
let's just hope there's not uh, students, you know, throwing things at players and whatnot, like the Utah State game. But nonetheless, it is a stadium where they have a very rabid fan base. As Coach mentioned, also, it's not the biggest stadium in the world. So there's a lot of comparisons, obviously, to Utah State and Washington State, just with how the fan bases are. But you also heard Coach Roderick talk about, like, he's never seen good weather in Pullman. And sadly, it looks like it's going to continue for him because there's supposed to be rain in the forecast up there. And it's in eastern Washington, just right there on the Idaho border so maybe one day he'll get good weather against Washington State or maybe not so one of those things that kind of it's just how things go and BYU to win this game they need another good outing from Jaron Hall he is a back-to-back weeks set career records for passing yards had 302 yards in the loss to Boise State followed that up with 342 yards as well as a 56 yard touchdown run against Baylor He's absolutely balling out, my friends. I absolutely think that there is no question he is QB1. And apparently, according to Coach Roderick, we have not seen the best of Jaron Hall. And he's actually, according to Coach Roderick, also on a pretty historic and all-time track early on in his career. Just how how smart he is as a player. He takes great care of the football. He makes great decisions. He's obviously very talented. He's got physical tools that most players don't have. But it's his decision-making, the way he takes care of the football. He's really an accurate thrower, very efficient throwing motion. I mean, there's this, I could go on and on. I don't know if this is, how much this has been researched, but he's, he's playing at a really high level for a guy who, you know, has played five complete games. You said seven starts, whatever it is, but he's up there right now with some of the best that have played here in that, in that amount of time. And, and we're seeing growth every game. Like he's getting better every game. He's nowhere near his ceiling. I, I expect him to keep getting better every week. Now I will admit, I think there's some coach speaking in there from Coach Roderick saying that he's right up there among the best of the best in BYU history, but the stats indicate that, yes, he's off to a pretty historic start. So, only time will tell to see what the ultimate story on Jaron Hall's time as BYU starting quarterback will be, but He's off to a good start. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And they need him. Speaking of the Cougars, the BYU Cougars, I know Cougars versus Cougars this week is very confusing, but the BYU Cougars need a starring performance from Jaron Hall. And I've seen nothing in the last two games to me that thinks that he won't go out there and absolutely put up stellar numbers. Now, he needs his defense. He needs a lot of different things to work alongside him. And he admits, yes, he's improving as a quarterback, but he also has plenty of areas that he can continue to improve in. Here's what Jaron had to say about his current track that he feels he's on. Um, I think every week I get better. I think the last two weeks, I don't think it's anything different the weeks before other than just situation-wise, right, what we need to do. We're a very balanced offense. We can do everything that, as far as passing and run the ball. So I think the last two weeks, we just called for more passing and our receivers just did a great job getting open, making plays. And, and for me, I just feel like, yeah, the game slows down week by week and, and you, you build more chemistry over the season with your receivers and, and I think that's a little bit of what goes into that. But uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to those guys getting open and making plays like they do. Well, Jaron Hall's got a pretty good rapport going on with his receivers right now, and if that's going to continue to improve, watch out, folks. Those 50-50 balls, the so-called underthrown balls. Some of you out there, by the way, you claim that he like is underthrowing these passes, and if he's underthrowing a pass, it's maybe by a step, maybe by a yard. This is not a situation that Pukunakua last week, he wasn't having to backtrack five and six yards to catch these passes. It was like one step, and uh, Puka had to slow up turn around and grab it. I know that you want to throw him in stride. Jaron Hall is getting quickly back to 100% health. And I know the coaches last week said he was 100%. Some of you fired back at me on Twitter and said, well, Jake, he, they said he's 100%. 
He's getting close. Let me be frank about that. I've talked to enough people inside the program that Jaron Hall has been very, very effective, but he's not quote-unquote 100% quite yet. He's on his way back to full health, and as he continues to get healthier and healthier, you're seeing his production go up and up. So that's the good news if you're a BYU fan. Now, Jaron also... Very interesting situation that he finds himself in, and it's not atypical of guys at BYU because a lot of guys get married at BYU. A lot of guys come home off of their missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and obviously within the church structure and the church hierarchy and culture, whatever you want to term it, well, marriage early is, is kind of a big thing. And Jaron Hall is married, recently had his daughter, I believe over the summer, had his first kid. And he was asked about how it's helped him as a player and kind of just give him a chance to talk about his experience as both a f- husband and a father now, also as a guy who's a starting quarterback for a high-level Division One football program. Here's what ha- Jaron had to say in that regard. No, it's fun, man. It's uh, it's really it's humbling. It's and it's uh, that kind of makes me balance out my life a little better. Put aside some distractions in the past, you know, not having a kid or even not being married before that. So, you know, for me, it's I think it's made me a better quarterback and a better football player because you know when I'm home, I'm able to focus on family life with my wife and my baby. And then you know when I'm here, my wife knows that, you know this is what I'm doing, and, and she pushes me to to use my time when I'm here to just get better and um, in any spare time I have. So, um, you know, it's nice for her to to have the baby to enjoy time together while I'm gone, and and it just takes that burden off my shoulders to feel like you know, I got to be everywhere and in, in, in one place so I can just focus on football and, and do what I love and I was grateful for my wife being so supportive. It can be easy to balance being QB1 at BYU while also having a newborn daughter at home and a wife who also wants your attention but I give mad respect by the way and this just extends beyond Jaron Hall. Any guy at BYU, I know I saw Britton Hogan, uh, BYU long snapper announced he's having his second kid uh, coming up next spring. I give mad respect to any of these young men who are able to balance school, playing Division I football, having a spouse, and in some cases, having kid, having a child or multiple children. It's just, man, they got a lot on their plate. So props to all of these young men, and I, I wish them the best because they are taking on a lot that I personally, looking back at my time when I was in school at BYU, I didn't get married till after I graduated I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Maybe, like Jaron Hall said, maybe though, had I gotten married, maybe things would have changed. I I don't know, but I didn't get married till I was 28, and I've got two kids now, and uh, still I feel like I'm figuring things out, and I'm in my mid-30s at this point. So it's mad respect to guys like Jaron Hall and any other football player out there who balances all the different things they got on their plate if they are married and have children. It's just... It's a unique life. There's absolutely no doubt about that. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll wrap up today's show with some other news and notes involving BYU athletics, including an absolutely huge visit from one of the top prospects ever to come out of the state of Utah in high school basketball. And that's saying a lot because there's been a lot of good ones. We'll talk about all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. Of course, Rock Auto's goal, overarching goal, is to save you guys both time and money when using their resource to get the parts that you need for your car, truck, or SUV. Why would you willingly choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when Rock Auto is right there for you guys, literally in your pocket? You have a smartphone. You can go to rockauto.com and order all the parts you need for your vehicle, whatever you happen to be working on, and it's available for you guys. It's a family business. Speaking of our friends at Rock Auto, they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and the best part is their prices are reliably low for every customer. They've got everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even 
even new carpet and everywhere in between. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. One more time out on today's show to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. They are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. NBA off and rolling. The Utah Jazz rolling the Oklahoma City Thunder last night. And they've got more props, odds, and lines than ever before over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated website or their mobile website to sign up for a free account today and receive a 50% welcome deposit, a uh, welcome bonus, excuse me, with your first deposit. Yes, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. From basketball to football, the baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag using the promo code Locked On where the game starts. Before we go on this Thursday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on everything else you guys need to know. And congratulations to the number 12 ranked BYU women's soccer program. They went on the road to Iranian soggy USF and rolled to a 3-1 victory. Bella Felino scoring in the fourth minute. Michaela Coulihan in the 35th. And then Cameron Tucker trading goals with Marissa Vasquez in the 46th minute to give BYU all the scoring they would need to win that match. Uh, BYU now still undefeated in West Coast Conference play. So Congratulations to the Lady Cougars. They will now return home for a matchup against LMU at Southfield. That's scheduled for 7 o'clock Mountain Time Saturday night. And obviously, they've been absolutely dominant at home. So hopefully that will continue for the Cougars as they return home and looking to stay undefeated and unbeaten in West Coast Conference play. Uh, other teams in action today include men's golf. They're playing in the Stockton Invitational, hosted by the University of Pacific, one of their West Coast West Coast Conference running mates. That begins at 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific time out there, so 9 a.m. Mountain time. Also, BYU women's softball in action uh, today in, the, in a blue and white scrimmage at Gail Miller Field. There'll be a live stream link on the BYU Cougars website if you want to check that out. So Gordon Eakin getting his squad ready for the upcoming season. Hopefully the weather will allow them to complete that. It shouldn't be too bad, I would imagine, and we should be able to watch that. Also, congratulations to BYU star Shaylee Gonzalez from the women's basketball team. She was named as one of 25 members of the preseason watch list for the 2022 Becky Hammond Mid-Major Player of the Year Award presented by Her Hoop Stats. It was first given out in 2020 with South Dakota's Sierra Duffy being named the inaugural winner. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast Kirsten Bell won the award in 2021. So best of luck to Shaylee Gonzalez. There's no reason, in my opinion, that she should not be one of the favorites for this award. Gonzalez if you have not watched her play hoops, you are absolutely missing out. She is absolutely incredible. And the women's basketball team picked to be the favorite in the West Coast Conference this year. So should be a big opportunity for Shaylee Gonzalez to stand out in that award watch list throughout the upcoming season. Now, final note, flipping over to the men's basketball side of things for a moment. Here's the BYU basketball is going to be hosting a four-star guard, Colin Chandler. Of course, he is out of Farmington, Utah, Farmington High School. He's rated the number 30 recruit in the entire country by 24-7 sports. Uh, he is the second highest ranked recruit ever that would sign with BYU if he were to decide 
to sign with the Cougars right after former Lone Peak star Eric Mika. So absolutely incredible. Obviously, if you go back, Danny Ainge, Sean Bradley, those recruiting rankings didn't exist. I know Garner Meads was very highly thought of, but his college career didn't necessarily pan out the way that he thought of, that he thought it would. Uh, he was a McDonald's All-American. That's absolutely one of the elite uh, things to be on. But Colin Chandler did take an unofficial to BYU over the summer. He also was at BYU during the Arizona State game last month, so he's got a pretty good feel for the Cougars, but this is huge. He's coming on an official visit uh, to BYU, according to Robbie McCombs, who broke this news. Part of his visit this weekend will be to attend Midnight Madness Friday night, so if you want to help, you know, boost the energy of that event and hopefully help convince one of the best guards, one of the best prospects in basketball to ever come out of the state to, you know, call Provo home for the next however long he wants to play college hoops, Get out to Midnight Madness. Uh, doors open at the Marriott Center at 10.15 p.m. Mountain Time. 11 p.m. the event will start. And, of course, Mark Pope will be there getting things going. And I'm sure that it would not hurt to have uh, a lot of BYU fans there having a great time. Uh, Colin, as Robbie notes, did grow up uh, a fan of the University of Utah. He's a Ute uh, family is that. So the Utes are a major factor in this. But... Very, very interesting that he is taking the official visit to BYU. And the Big 12 push, obviously, could be something that BYU can pitch to him and say, I know you're planning on serving a mission, uh, speaking of Colin Chandler, because that's the expectation. But by the time he gets back from that mission, BYU will be fully into the Big 12, and he'd be a big part of getting them going early on in their Big 12 uh, tenure. So really big pitch and a big opportunity for BYU basketball as Colin Chandler comes to visit the Cougars officially this coming weekend. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to get over to listen to Locked On Big 12. Josh Neighbors gets you up to speed on BYU's new conference home in 30 minutes or less every single day. It is free and available on every podcasting platform out there, including YouTube. So check that out as we round out today's show. And a big thank you once again for your guys' support. It's an absolute privilege and an honor to talk Cougar sports with you guys on the daily. So hope you all are doing great wherever you might be out there in Cougar Nation. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 21st, 2021, and you guys know how we do. We'll talk to you manana.